Welcome to Leadership Reflections, a collection of leadership podcasts by me, Barry Dorr. Today, the podcast is entitled, Why the CBI Scandal Must Be the End of the Road. It just seems that a day doesn't go by without another scandal. In the last week or so, the report finally emerged into the bullying behaviour of Dominic Rapp across three different government departments. What made it worse for me was his seemingly complete lack of remorse failure to believe he was doing anything wrong. He and his supporters tried to pass it off as strong leadership, painting a picture of someone who just wanted the highest standards, but there's absolutely no excuse for the behaviour he exhibited, cited in many different examples. It was bullying, full stop, and it absolutely has no place in the modern workplace. When he had no options left, Rab was forced to resign, and left with a torrent of vitriol, accusing the civil service of a concerted campaign to prevent progress. And what was most noticeable was the abject failure of his boss to deal with it by sacking him. Again, an example of weakness at the top of an organisation creating a culture in which bullies can thrive. And no sooner was the dust settling on RAB than a new scandal erupts, this time at the CBI, the Confederation of British Industry. The Director General was sacked, after being accused of unacceptable behaviour, and straight away even more serious accusations are made about the behaviour of senior leaders and two allegations of rape. Overnight, the CBI descended into turmoil. Major companies cancelled or suspended their membership, and the very future of that organisation is now in doubt. They've ceased all activities. If we ever needed proof, there you have it. A toxic culture once exposed can actually destroy a whole organisation. I noted today that the new Director-General, Ray Newton-Smith, has promised to restore trust. Her problem, her starting point, is very difficult because she was a member of the Executive Committee who were there when the alleged incidents took place. She's talking of having to turn round the organisation and rebuild trust. And then makes the commitment having done enough to win back the trust of business by early June. I would suggest to you that is ridiculous. You don't change a toxic culture and regain trust in a few short weeks. Have a listen to my podcast on uh, regaining trust, which I posted a couple of weeks ago. For me, the CBI scandal is really significant. This is a body that seeks to represent British business. It does indeed, but in the most negative of ways. It represents a section of society where senior executives believed their position of power given the right to behave in any way they liked, with no repercussions. The whole system was enabled to design, designed to enable it to continue. This is particularly applied to their treatment of women. Their belief that women who worked for the organisation were no more than sex objects, and they should be expected to be treated in that way. Too often the whole system was designed to allow that behaviour to continue. 
There are numerous stories of women too scared to report this behaviour, having no support to enable them to do so, and if they did complain, no one would be swept under the carpet and no action would follow. Indeed, it would make the situation worse for them. I think things are changing, thank goodness, but I know that, but it's far too slow. There's still too many examples of organisations with a toxic culture. It has to stop now. There's no place for it in the modern workplace. Whether it's sexual harassment or bullying, it's absolutely unacceptable. And the challenge starts at the top. Too many company boards are still almost entirely made up of white older men, and they've allowed in too many places this culture to continue unchecked. Change needs to take place at that level as a start point, and the start point for me is even not the gender balance. We need more women in boardrooms. I personally favour more government legislation to make this happen. I do think sometimes you do need a sledgehammer to crack a nut. If you don't do that, nothing's going to change, or it'll change too slowly. Those boards then need to focus on organisational culture, making it clear from the outset Inappropriate behaviour and bullying is not acceptable. Not just saying it, but doing something about it, rooting out the offenders, however senior they are, dismissing them, sending the clearest message that they mean what they say. And you then need support of systems and processes that enable this behaviour to be exposed and action to follow where people feel safe to raise the issues. It'll be a slow process, but we have to arrive at a point where such behaviour is deemed so unacceptable in the workplace that these last remaining dinosaurs are nowhere to hide. It becomes rarer and rarer. And that's all part of a culture change to a new enlightened way of leading. One where command and control managers are replaced by inspired and enabled leaders. There's a, moving on from the um, CBI case, more generally, there's a, so much talk in this country of the need to increase productivity. Government ministers and company bosses wringing their hands and complain how we are behind so many other countries in Europe and the world in terms of our productivity. Who do they blame for this situation? The workers, of course. They believe the only way to increase productivity is to shout louder, demand more, threaten more, use a bigger stick, and replace people with machines. They fail to recognise that the workers are not the problem. It's them. Command and control managers only know one way to build productivity. It's by demanding more, waving the stick by pushing down on people. And that's going to work to a certain extent, but it's not sustainable. Inspire and enable leaders think, behave and act differently. They know the secret lies not in crushing potential in people, but by allowing it to flourish. Top-down management with a big stick stifles potential and growth. People feel they don't have a role to play in the solution. Their heads go down, they lack inspiration and commitment, they feel not listened to, never praised or encouraged, scared, frustrated, disconnected. Inspired and enable leaders do the opposite. They want their people to be involved. If there's a productivity issue, they want their people to be part of the solution, not the problem. They welcome and encourage contributions, want people to grow. They want their people to feel part of a bigger picture, to feel they matter. They involve people. They want their ideas. And they work with people to work out how to increase productivity. I guarantee you, with this approach, productivity will rise. The challenge is to speed up the solution, sorry, to speed up the evolution in this country, to inspire and enable leadership, to root out the last bastions of unacceptable behaviour, 
to command to persuade others that command and control leaderships had its day, and then to build partnerships, collaboration and trust through inspiring and enabling leadership. If we can achieve that, the future looks far brighter. That was a Leadership Reflections podcast by me, Barry Dorr. Thank you, and I will see you very soon.